Hey everybody, Joe from ComCenter Sports here. This is going to be a quick little 20-minute episode, and we're going to talk about the New York Mets. We're going to have a whole bunch of these throughout the season, but we wanted to introduce the series here. So consider this the first of the shorter episodes, where we strictly talk about our favorite team, the New York Mets. We hope you enjoy it. Give us a couple of follows, and follow us on Twitter at ComCTRSports. Thanks for listening. Good afternoon, guys. Com Center Sports, episode number 47 coming at you here today on Tuesday, February the 4th, 2020. Today we're going to make just a short little deep dive video here for you for the recent moves that the New York Metropolitans have made. With me as always, my co-host Ben Nisman. Benny, how are you today, buddy? Doing well, Joe. Thanks for having me on the show again. Yeah, I look forward to talking to you a little bit about the Mets because we very rarely get to do a show solely about them. They make three small signings here, but although small, could certainly be very impactful for what Brody Van Wagenen does and the rest of the Mets going forward. Absolutely. You know, they signed three minor league deals here. Matt Adams, Eduardo Nunez, and Erasmo Ramirez. This is all depth pieces. But I think it's interesting to take a look at what our bench is going to look like in the coming season and what we think these three could, could produce for us. So let's dive right into the first one here, Matt Adams. Matt Adams comes to us from Washington over the last couple of seasons. Last year hit 226 in 310 at-bats with 20 homers, 56 RBIs. Is really a nice lefty bat to come off the bench late in games. I think he's going to certainly spell Pete Alonso at first base every once in a blue moon. Um, but the one thing that I find interesting is, where does this leave Dominic Smith in your eyes? Right. For me, I just I think this is a move that says to me that Dominic Smith is going to be in AAA to start the year. I see there to be the only opportunity for Dominic Smith to crack the major league roster is if Matt Adams plays that badly spring training. I think that's really the only way here. Because I think the point is that Brody sees Dom Smith as a potential trade piece or a guy that could play every day or both. But you're not going to necessarily get that out of it if you necessarily only have, what, 300 at-bats from Dom Smith last year? Mm -hmm. At most. I mean, he was injured most of the year. So we don't really know what he is yet, but you could expose him if you have him in this pinch hit a roll and he doesn't succeed off the bench. Yes, it's good to have a defensive guy like Dominic Smith to come off the bench or to be a pinch hitter. He was successful in that role. I mean, for game 152, how awesome was it that they were down in the game against the Braves in extra innings and this guy with his first at bat in how long? And he cracks a walk-off home run to close out the New York Mets season. I mean, Dom Smith right now is a fan favorite and I can see why but at this point for me Joe I think it's just logical for me to just have this guy in AAA getting the regular at bat just that's how he can develop he's what, only 26 years old at this point so if that's the case why not see Matt Adams in the same exact role basically they're both left-handed and if Matt Adams starts to struggle, then you can see the switch. But only until that happens. As of right now, let Dom Smith get the regular at-bat in AAA. I, I, I kind of see where you're coming from, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think this more points toward a trade being a possibility. 
the thing I find interesting, you said that uh, Dom Smith only had 300 at-bats. It wasn't even close, man. He had 177 at-bats last year between injury and a and a bench roll. He did hit 282, hit 11 homers. You know, he is only 24 years old right now. He'd be 25 this right, summer. Right, said, and I said 26. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. So, I mean, he's still a young kid. I understand that the the, the idea of getting him regular playing time in the minor leagues is a smart idea. He still has minor league options on his contract. I just, I hate the idea from a, from a fan standpoint. And that's kind of where I'm coming from with this. This is one of the last guys that I was able to see here in Las Vegas before the team moved to, to Syracuse after last year, after two years ago. So they moved to Syracuse last year for the first season. Dom Smith can hit the cover off the ball. He's not going to be a 30-homer guy, though. He's not going to be a guy who's going to, you know, hit 280, hit 30 bombs, you know, 30 doubles, drive in 100 runs. He's not that type of guy. I feel like he's more in the James Loney mix where he's going to hit for a high average, play fantastic defense. And, yeah, if you can get 20 homers out of the guy, that'll be a great season. I certainly hope that that Brody is able to – if he's going to move Dom Smith – I hope he gets a nice nice return and he goes and gets something yeah. that's going to help the team now. But ultimately... Yeah. It's not going to be Dom Smith by himself. No. It's going to be Dom Smith packaged with someone else Certainly. who's major league ready or a top prospect. Certainly. Certainly. And Dom Smith is... Right now, Dom Smith's value is not high enough. And I think putting him in a pinch-hitting role in the major, on the major league roster, to me doesn't make his value higher. I think his value gets higher in minors. Right. Even if he doesn't really perform well, because he's Dom Smith and we've seen what he can do a little bit. But, yeah, 150-some at-bats, it's just, it's not a large sample size. And right now, we know that Matt Adams can clunk 20 home runs basically every year. Mm -hmm. Can't touch lefties for, you know, no. if his life depended on it. But that's okay. I, I mean... Right now, you just need a guy that's competent enough at first base that can spell Alonso and that can be decent against right-handed pitching. So I think you get that from that, Adam. And this was a guy that was the starting first baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals for a couple of years. Sure. And he helped that team a lot. So I kind of look at him as being a guy that had a lot of success in the majors and a, a, a veteran that could just be that kind of a presence. So I like this signing a lot. I do believe he's going to make the major league roster. And I'm looking forward to seeing what his role will be, though it seems like it's going to be a spell Alonzo, pinch hitting against righties, and just that occasional start that, you know, he needs to give a guy a rest. You know, off the air, when, we, when I first heard this deal, we were talking about it. You know, I said, oh, Matt Adams is going to be the guy in the minor leagues. But the more we talk about this, the more I'm coming to your side here, Benji. It's a good idea to give to give Dom Smith some, some regular bats in the minor leagues, get his trade value up, let Matt Adams be that, that big lefty bopper like Matt Stairs or, you know, some of the yeah. other pinch hitters that we've seen in the past. And Great point. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Let's move yeah. on to... No, where, Dom, you know what Dom Smith... Before he, Dom Smith to me kind of reminds me, as a pinch hitter, he reminds me of the Lenny Harris. Yes, that's a good name. Hitter, yeah. Right? Because he's not going to hit a lot of bombs, but he can beat you in a lot of ways. Agreed. But I don't know if the Mets need that from Tom Smith. It's useful to have a Lenny 
Harris type player on your team, but that's not what they're looking for from Dom Smith. They need him to be more of an everyday type player. And I understand the rally to have him in the outfield. And I can see him being successful there, Joe, but in our outfield, it's just going to be a challenging spot to crack with all the possibilities that we have. Mm -hmm. And it seems like he would have limited playing time if that was going to be his role. You have to give playing time to Davis, Nimmo, Cespedes, if if he's even... uh, you know, if he's healthy, God knows if he's going to get, if you get anything out of him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you're right. The outfield is incredibly deep. We did trade for Jake Marisnik. He's going to get playing time off the bench. Michael Conforto is obviously the starting right fielder. So there's just really not that many spots that you can see Dom Smith cracking the regular lineup. Matt Adams, however, knows this role, knows being a, a left-handed bat off of the bench. I mean, he did it for the la- in last year in Washington. He's done it in the past, either in St. Louis or Atlanta. You know, we've seen this guy do pretty much the same thing that he's going to be doing for us, and I'm, I'm on board with this. I'm on board with the, with the lefty bat off the bench. Let's move on to Eduardo Nunez. Eduardo Nunez has had a terrible last two years in Boston after a really, really great year uh, split between San Francisco and Boston in 2017. Uh, He comes to us also on a minor league deal, and for me, this is a guy who's going to push Luis Guillorme for a bench role. Good. Um, Luis Guillorme does not need to play a major league game for the New York Mets ever again, as far as I'm concerned. Wow. Um, I like, yeah, that's how, that, no, no I mean, that Louis honest Louis. enough? Wow. Yeah. That's honesty for you. Okay. I'm totally okay with Nunez being a piece. I'd like, I, I honestly think this guy has become a better defensive player as he's aged. Mm. I saw a lot of that with the Boston Red Sox in 2018. I saw, I saw him as a talented player on the Minnesota Twins. What was his best uh, that would probably be the 2017 season. Nah, 2016 was good too. Really depends on how you uh, on how you break down w- on what you value. In 2016, he hit 288 with 16 homers, 67 RBIs, 40. That's four zero steals, a 325 on base percentage, 73 runs, 24 doubles. In 2017, he hit 313 with 12 homers, 58 RBIs. 24 steals, a 341 on base percentage, 33 doubles, and 60 runs scored. That was 2016 and 2017, man. We're not that far from that. However, no. he, he is 33 now, and will be 30. Okay. Or I'm sorry, he'll be 33 this summer. Um, okay. So, as a bench roll, and you know, if something, God forbid, happens to Ahmed Rosario. Or, you know, Robinson Cano again. This is a guy that can fill in in the middle infield. I, I certainly like this one as a bench role. And, you know, he comes with a, with, a, with a wealth of experience from the 2016 San Francisco Giants run, the 2018 Boston Red Sox run. You know, we're, we're looking at a guy who can bring some postseason experience as well. Yeah, also on the New York Yankees, just uh, what, on 2011, I believe on 2012 also. Yep. So, you know... Good pedigree there. Has had a lot of experience with a lot of different teams. Minnesota Twins as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't think it hurts just to have this kind of a guy. Does I believe he does strike out quite a bit. And, again, 
occasionally suspect he will make that boneheaded play, but definitely I've liked the maturity mm. and that he's kind of turned into a veteran before our very eyes. So after I saw him on the 2018 run, I had a, a very different opinion of this guy, mm. and I just look at him and I say baseball player. Okay. So happy to have him on the team. I think he can fill in well for a Rosario, and obviously he's going to be on the major league roster. Yeah, I think I think that Luis Guillorme finds himself in Syracuse again. He's still got an option on his contract, so it's not a case of the Mets having to waive him. Um, you talked about Nunez's strikeouts. We don't really have. I'm not seeing that kind of issue with him. The issue I'm seeing okay. is that he doesn't ever walk. You know, we're we're looking at a guy who in 2016, you know, had 553 at bats, only 88 strikeouts. 2017, 467 at bats, only 54 strikeouts. And oh, so he's swinging the bat and he's making contact. Right. And he's just not walking. We're just okay. not seeing any kind. The most walks he's had in a season is 29 in 2016. Everything else is lower than that. And this is, and that's in a 559 plate appearance, or 555, 595, that's the number, 595 plate appearances, 29 <laughs> walks. That's not very good. Okay. But you know what? I'll still take it. You know, I'll take a guy who doesn't strike out, who's going to put the bat on the ball, has a little bit of speed, can beat out an infield hit here and there. Especially, like right. you said, and, in a bench roll. Right, and absolutely. And what if you need that pinch-running steal at one point? Exactly. You know, a little steal off the bench. A guy that, like you said, he's got legs. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that's necessarily going to dissipate just because he's 33 years old. Mm-hmm. You might need that. So... Put him at the top of the lineup on a couple of occasions when you need Rosario to rest. I think this guy can help win the game in a couple of ways. So he's going to crack the lineup at some point. You're going to see, I mean, even no matter what, certain guys that we talk about, like uh, Carlos Gomez last year, they find their way on the roster at some point because mm-hmm. your team needs depth. Right. And uh, no matter what, you're going to need more than 12 bats throughout the year. I mean, that's just the way it is. So this guy is going to be on the team. He's going to be playing, you know, he's going to be getting probably, if he's healthy, around 300 at bats. And I, I, again, I look forward to seeing what he can do and the dynamic that he can bring as a contact hitter type of guy. Right. You know, last year he played for Boston, got into 60 games, had 167 at bats. I could see that being his role this year. I could see him getting that that number and getting. Now he's got to hit better than 228. The other insurance policy I think this is for is Jed Lowry because if Jed Lowry has another lost season, Eduardo Nunez is not that terrible to step up and take over the role that I think that Jed Lowry was supposed to fill last year. Um, How are we really believing that Jed Lowry is still? I don't something to expect for this I year. I mean, we. I think, but is Brody? I don't know. I don't know what Brody thinks, but I, I. at the end of the day, when it comes to Jed Lowry, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm not counting on him for a single thing because right. to me, this was just a, a, a buddy signing. You know, This is a guy I used to represent, and he needs a job. Let's go ahead and bring him in for $10 million and just, you know, oh, well, we lost a season for him. I, it's the worst. It's one of the worst signings I've ever seen, and the fact that. But he had a good year. But he had a good year in 2018. So it's not like 
But well, we got you know, nothing. He had, 99, he had 99 RBIs or something. I, I, I would have much rather. I would have much rather the Mets go out and say screw Jed Lowry and spend that 10 million dollars on a reliever last year. That would have been nice. Sure, but at the time, at the time, we looked at the signing and said, "This is logical. This is a good player." Sure, but we got nothing out of him, and I'm not counting on anything this year. And to me, it's a lost contract. But I wouldn't be point. surprised that Brody is counting on him to an extent. That would that remains to be seen. I, I look. I think the Mets need to get their money's worth out of this guy. But even if we only yes. get you know 200 at bats out of the guy as a bench bat. It's not worth twenty million right. over two. Like it's a no, lost contract. No, no, but he's stubborn enough, Brody, that yeah. he'll make sure that he tries to get the most out of him. Right. If he's healthy, he's going to be on the field. Well, and again, if he's not, Eduardo Nunez is another guy that can step in and fill that kind of role. Um, you know, we've seen him at third base, we've seen him at shortstop, we've seen him at second, so he's able to he's able to fill that utility knife role and give us a little bit of speed out of it. Let's move on to Erasmo Ramirez. Now, Erasmo Ramirez gets another uh, minor league deal. He's going to be uh, invited to camp. This is a guy I don't see making the major league roster in any capacity. However, it's a nice emergency arm to have in the minor leagues to, to supplant, you know, some of the, some of the pieces that we have in place in case we really run into some injuries this year, right? We've already got Michael Rocco who can step in and be be a starter if we need him to. You know, Rick Porcello is the five. Steven Matz is the four. Erasmo Ramirez could step in and basically be that sixth or seventh guy deep in the minors that, hey, you know what? We need a spot start, and we need somebody to come in and pitch for a day on the back end of a doubleheader or some sort of, you know, long relief option. He's not right. good. Let's not kid ourselves here. This is not a guy who has had success in the last couple of years. You know, either in Seattle or last year's lost season in Boston where he only got into one game, pitched three innings, gave up four earned runs to a 12 ERA. In 2018, he pitched in 10 games, 6-5-0 ERA, 45 and two-thirds innings, just not very good. His best season is 2015, uh, 375 ERA, 27 starts, 163 and a third innings, 126 strikeouts. Again, this isn't a guy that I'm I'm over the moon about. But at the same time, this isn't a guy I have any expectations for either. Right, and I still think that this kind of guy is a better option than an Oswald Mm -hmm. right now. Or so, Walter Lockett. That's for, the other name that, that that's floating. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So at least it's a guy that we know has gotten out in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had that one decent year when he had the 3.75 ERA. I know it feels like 100 years ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. So still young enough, I guess, where if you give him consistent starts, maybe he can go on a run for you. But like you said, it's an emergency starter. Mm-hmm. I don't know what... I seriously don't know what Waka is going to be this year. No. And honestly, I, I do think Stroman is a baller, but that's another arm that's just concerning me going into spring training. If he could really necessarily be the same guy, I don't know. So um, every arm at this point to me, it, I look forward to it. Because you've heard me say it on other shows, Joe, the Mets need another arm. And I know this is not the name, 
that's really going to get me out of my seat. Right. But it's just another guy that's had some success in the major league, proven he can get outs. So it's something here. Right. And with the lack of depth in the pitching staff in this system right now, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, whether we're talking about Walter Lockett or whether we're talking about Corey Oswald or now Erasmo Ramirez, you know, David Peterson is down in the minor leagues. He's a name that's coming. Uh, we signed that kid right. Steven Gonsalves from, from Minnesota. You know, he's another depth piece. So there are arms there, just none of them are really proven or, you know, in the case of Erasmo Ramirez, consistent. Right, and we're going to have to go further than Joe, and we're going to have to go further than six or seven starters beat this whole season. Of course, of course. You know, so some of these guys we're going to see in the majors this year. You know, we're going to – I wouldn't be surprised if we saw four of those guys I just named. You know, it it wouldn't surprise me. But we'll see because – you need to have depth. You need to have somebody step up when 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 things get rough, and we'll see if one of these guys can take the next step and find their way, maybe even into a bullpen role. You know, there's no guarantee right. that Waka's there, or Gazelman's any any good, or you know, the rest of the bullpen doesn't see injury. We're gonna need some arms here, and this is another right. this is another signing that'll just continue that depth. Absolutely, I think I, I, it makes sense possibly to say, you know what. Maybe his best role right now is in the middle relief. Yep. And we need that right now mm-hmm. because, I, I don't know, Justin Wilson, Tansis, sure. If we can say now that Familia has lost 30 pounds or whatever, does that necessarily make him a better pitcher? I don't know, but I guess it's nice to see because any change is nice to see as far as Familia on the field. So get him, maybe a bounce back from Diaz, but you don't expect it. No. So. Uh, maybe some uh, some people are expecting a Diaz bounce back. I'm not. I think this might be what he is as a New York Met. I think he needs to go to a different environment, to be honest with you. Yeah. But if uh, if Erasmo Ramirez cracks the bullpen and he's successful there, it's a great find out of nowhere that no one expects. And that happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We love ourselves, our New York Mets. You guys can see all around my head all this Mets memorabilia here. So we're going to be doing some of these deep dives during the season, during spring training. We're going to you know, keep them short, keep them 20, 25 minutes so that you guys can digest them a bit better. Benny, this was your idea, and I absolutely love it. So thanks for being here with me, buddy. Always good to be here, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to breaking down more for you with the outfielders very shortly. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, that is going to be the next show here is going to be our outfield rankings. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and give us a subscription. That's going to be right here. And check out our last upload. That was the uh, that was the signings and the Mookie Betts possible trade. It's going to be right here. Till next time, it's been real. It's been fun. It's always real fun in the bigs. We'll see you next time.